Welcome to episode 34, everyone. On today's show, I have Ariel Oda, who currently plays softball at Clemson University. It is a blessing to have you on the show, already leaving your mark on the program and having success throughout your career so far. What goals do you have for yourself and for the team this upcoming season? Uh, well, last year we made it to Super Regionals. I think it was Team 4, so it was a pretty big um, thing for us. Uh, obviously, called World Series, that's the big goal. We want to make it there. It would be pretty awesome to be the final eight team standing, so that's our goal as a team. For me, individually, is just to keep growing and be a better teammate. Um, I think a lot of people sometimes forget about that aspect. Everybody wants to improve their stats and their batting average and this and that, but I feel like the best teams have the best chemistry and to have that, you need to have the best teammates supporting you. Now, being a junior and having experience, have you ever thought about taking more of a leadership role this year and being a mentor to the younger players on and off the field? Yeah, and, um, it's definitely interesting because I came in, we didn't even have a stadium at the point when I came in. Oh, I was wow. Reassuring. Yeah, so the program has grown a lot over the past couple of years. But as of this year, I'm, you know, oldest person on the team. Grade-wise, I'm getting my master's right now, so I'm in my fifth year. And, you know, the young girls coming in, all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. They're excited. They don't really know what's coming. Sometimes you can see that. We had fall games, of course. Sometimes you can see that when they're playing out there. Okay. They're a little, you know, hyped up and excited. And that's always, you know, good and well. Sometimes you just got to, like, take a take a step back and, like, breathe and, like, relax Not a little bit. Sure, like, right. Like, it's a game. Have fun with it. Like, chill out a little bit. How many years of eligibility do you have left? Two or one? I have this year and the next year. So I have oh. two years. So you, you, you enrolled in at Clemson, actually, in 2018, right? Yes. So yes. you graduated high school early. How did how did that come about? I know I graduated on time for high school. Oh, okay. So I graduated in 2018, and then I enrolled in Clemson. And I just graduated last spring with my undergrad. Okay. And now I'm doing my master's in business administration. Okay, nice. That's good. I also just got my master's back in May, so that's good. That's good to hear. How is the culture in the athletic department at Clemson? Do women athletes get the same respect that they deserve like the men athletes do? Because, you know, Clemson, when, when, when people think about Clemson, they think about the football team. And sometimes other good athletic programs in the university can get overshadowed of that and might not get the same respect that they deserve from their peers and from the fan base at Clemson. So do you feel like the softball team or just women athletes in general get the, the respect that they deserve? Uh, definitely. I mean, we have some really good female teams. Like our women's soccer team is very good. Women's track team is very good. We have athletes that are being put on a pedestal because of how well they're playing, especially female athletes. And we've added gymnastics and we've added women's lacrosse. So we're expanding the women's sports at Clemson. So it's really awesome to see that growth, you know, our program just came four years ago. We're adding two more teams. It's important for Clemson to have women in this role, showing other girls, young girls, you know, what they can aspire to be. Yeah, that's, that's really important because I think it's good that we're making strides and breaking down the barriers of, you know, women athletes getting the same, you know, respect that men athletes do. So I'm glad that you said that and, and went into detail with that. But when you're at a Power 5 school, Division One school, a lot of distractions can occur during your career. How are you able to block all the distractions on and off the field? And how are you able to keep yourself motivated and staying consistent throughout the season? 
I just think about what goals we have as a team and what I need to do to help accomplish that. You know, if obviously people are always going to say something about how you play, what you look like, your stats and everything, but I know who I am as a player and I know how hard I've worked. And so I never let things like that um, really deter me from what I'm doing, whatever role that might be on the team. I mean, just to stay motivated, our season's long. I mean, we yeah. play 50 plus games. I mean, it's wow. from February to June. So it's a long season. So yeah. staying motivated is tough when you're, you know, you're playing four or five games in a week. I mean, it's a lot on your body yeah. going through. That's the difference with softball because you guys. Like basketball, they I have a game like Thursday, then I'll have a game till Sunday. You guys play series. If you guys were to play South Carolina on a Saturday, you're going to end up probably playing them on Sunday and then Monday. I think that's really unique about the softball aspect of things and how it's different from other sports and stuff. When you're playing so many games to keep the repetition of what you're doing, if you're playing well. But the hard thing is, I think, if you're not playing well, right. and you're like, oh my gosh, there's another game coming up, you know? And you just, it's hard. You gotta really be, like, you have to have kind of like a flush it mentality. Right. In softball, just because you're gonna have so many games, you can't let one thing kind of, like, put you down or make you think less of yourself as an athlete. And that's the, some of the distractions that I'm talking about. Some of the stresses like that can trigger mental health problems and mental health struggles with athletes. You know, during your time at Clemson so far, have you ever been faced with mental health struggles or problems? And what, what are some outlets that you and your teammates can use to be vocal and be an advocate for yourself? Yeah, so Clemson actually does a really good job with uh, mental health and just with everything that's going on in college athletics, it's a big point to talk about. I mean, we, we've had conversations after practice and team meetings talking about, you know, the resources that we have and who we can go to. Our coaches have an open door policy, so, you know, we can always go up to them and talk to them if we feel that we need to. I mean, I feel like everybody has their struggles. I've definitely had my own um, in the past years. And it might take, you might think, you know what? I don't need that. I'm strong enough. I don't need to talk to nobody and stuff like that. But I have to, I have to have somebody like push me like, hey, you know, you might want to reach out to sports psychologist and just talk to her. You know, it's not, It's there's such like a skeptical thing about this. Like you're weak. There's this thing that says like you're weak if you talk about your feelings and stuff like that. And I, I really don't believe that's true because it's the best thing that you can do is share your experiences with somebody who has went to school professional mm-hmm. that can help you with that that understands especially like sports psychologists they've probably grown up playing sports they know how you feel and they can really connect and help you with these struggles that you might have and that's good that you guys have that outlets and resources that you and your teammates can utilize because like you said you can't keep it in and the more you talk about it and get it off your chest i think the more that the healing process will occur and you can not get over it, but learn how to handle it and move forward on which alive, which is most important. Have you been able to grow as a person during your time at Clemson? Because obviously before college and then graduating college, you don't, you're not the same person. You don't come into college as the same person the way you leave it. So how have you been able to grow as a person on and off the field? Yeah, so I would say that the biggest thing that I've done has been, you know, working with psychologists and all that, like, I was very probably closed off. 
like unless you were in my closest deepest you know circle I'm not you know talking about what's going on and what might be affecting me and I've learned that you know it's, it's okay to be open it's okay to talk to people because these relationships that you're making could be for the rest of your life and I think that relationships can help you through the hardest things that you might be going through you know you can't do everything alone can't push through everything by yourself so if you have people that are around you and that support you I think it's one of the best things that you can do so definitely being open and creating these these really strong relationships that I can depend on that is so good to hear thank you for sharing that and speaking of relationships how is the connection the chemistry with you and your teammates it's really good the, the biggest thing our coaches imply is the culture of our team okay? right. the culture you know a lot of things can go downhill and so it's really important that we you know we have talks with our teams if anything's going on after 24 hours you can talk about it or you can't like let it affect you on the field or off the field either address it or move forward that kind of thing you know so it's really really important to have a good culture you can see you know the most talented teams might have bad culture and bad chemistry and they won't make it as far absolutely and i think that just shows true value with uh, you know you guys's softball program that you can already build the foundation to where that you guys can follow and it's going to allow you guys to be even more successful. How is the coaching staff though? What's their coaching style like? I went to Wittenberg and there were some sports that had dry seasons where you couldn't go out really during the season. You couldn't like, some coaches are different than others. But when it comes to you guys, like are your coaches laid back with that or do you guys have a dry season yourself or what's like the rules with going out? Yeah, so our coaches, um, they definitely want us to have a social life. They think that it's a good thing for us socialize with other students either athletes or non-athletes and you know football is really big and usually when we're in the off season you know we'll go to the football games we'll hang out we'll do all stuff like that um but in the spring usually not possible to do anything like that just because we play you know friday saturday sunday um so our rules are you cannot you cannot drink 48 hours before a game okay you cannot drink 24 hours before practice Okay. Yeah, so usually in the spring, there's not much going out, not much doing stuff. It's, it's pretty, like, head-in. Like, the use is what we're doing. This is what we're focusing on. Um, what advice would you give to the youth, to someone who is, imagine you hitting a home run or a, a little girl sees that and she wants to become a softball player one day and follow in, in the footsteps that you, that you took and be at a prestigious school like Clemson. Obviously, under 1%, go to a division one school and under like three percent go to college and play college college athletics so it's a small percentile so what advice and what does it take for that to you know to happen i think the first thing that i want to point out is that you should always have fun with it it's a game and i feel like a lot of people forget that mm-hmm. and lose that and i think when you lose it it makes it harder to want to work hard to want to play for your teammates i think that's really difficult if you're not having fun with it so the first thing i would say is definitely have fun with it have fun with your teammates enjoy the time because it definitely goes by fast and then the second thing i would want to point out is that it's not easy you know a lot of work um i think a lot of people 
want this road to kind of recruitment and then through college and then playing in college to be easy and having fun and everything's gonna be great but it takes a lot of work you're gonna you know you're gonna miss out on parties you're gonna miss out on going on vacations and stuff like that but there's a sacrifice that you make if you want to play at the next level and you have to take that if you want to get there you know i played all my summers growing up i was traveling and same here yeah so i i just feel like sometimes it gets hard but you have to understand where you're trying to be and how hard it is to get there so yeah you might be working extra a little bit after practice but so is the next kid you have to be doing more person you want to beat out right right absolutely and speaking of work in general what do you guys typically do in the offseason? Because I know you guys do a lot of work. Like for basketball, I know, you know, Division One and Division Two programs have summer workouts and they take classes in the summer. And then, they, you know, the offseason is basically the same, but then they hit the weights. What are your guys', you know, workout or offseason regimen like? So during the fall, we lift twice a week. We lift Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then we have conditioning on Friday mornings. We're practicing. Usually our actual coaches are very nice. We have all of our off days usually in our off season. So we have weekends off on, uh, during the fall of our off season, which is really nice. So we can go to football games. We can go right. to our friends. Home if you, if you live close by home. So there's that, and that's really nice. And then we have fall season, kind of like a fall season. Yeah. We're playing um, the two schools that are like next to us or near us. And that's usually when we kind of get amped up to our 20 hours and are working a little bit harder. And then right after that, usually around November, it ends, we going back into eight-hour weeks and kind of just letting up. But the thing that looks interesting about softball, so we get until we have the dead period of finals, right? And then we go home and we don't have to come back until the first day of school. So the first day of school is not until the 11th. Get everybody back together, get everybody training, get everybody on the right plan because we just don't have enough time to like you know, training six weeks. Right, right. You know, so it's definitely January. You have to like get down and grind to make sure that your team is going to be ready for the start of the season. Oh, wait, I love that. I love that because obviously every school varies with their workout regimen and, and how they approach the season, how they prepare for the season. But speaking of, you know, your, your season coming up, you said probably roughly a month from now, you guys take on what Florida International, right? Yes, we're gonna. Our first two tournaments are in Florida, which is a good thing because it's been cold where oh. we're at. Oh, really? Wow, that's crazy. So it will be. We'll be down in Florida. We'll be good, and that's gonna be the first couple tournaments. I know we're playing Tennessee pretty early on the season, as well as Georgia. So those would be definitely good games. Okay. But yeah, the season it comes quick. January is the toughest month. I mean, we're scrimmaging and practicing the entire day, basically. It feels like, but it goes by quick, and then you're right in the season. Where did you guys finish in the ACC last year? I think, I don't, probably like fourth, I think. Okay. Who, who, who was like the top dog in the, in the ACC last year? Virginia Tech and Florida State are always top. Okay, okay. Um, we, we made it to the ACC championship for the tournament. That's so we awesome. Made it there. Yeah. Who'd you guys um, play, Florida State? Florida State. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. How'd that turn out? You know, it's it's been kind of tough. The last two ACC championships, we make it. Against so Florida won, State? Last year, we played Duke. Oh, okay. This, year, this past year, we played Florida State, and we lost them in the championship. So what, what do you think it would take to, for you guys to get over the hump? I mean, if you if you win your conference tournament, you have an automatic bid 
I just think our team doesn't have as much experience as some like legacy teams like, you know, Florida State won two national championships in the past couple of years. Virginia Tech has all Americans that have been there for forever. You know, yeah. as a program, we're just a young, younger team. We don't have experience postseason. We don't experience in tough games that you kind of just have to win. You know, we don't have that. But I can definitely see our team growing because, you know, last year or two years ago, we went to regionals for the first time. Alabama, blank out, shut out, did not do well. You know, it was tough. And then this past year, we got to host. We won our first regionals. And then we went to Supers. So we went the next level. We kind of accomplished more, but then we lost to Oklahoma State in Supers. So I feel like we're learning and we're we're getting better through the years of, like, just the things that you have to have as a team to go through those hard games and go through those hard times when, when you know that, like, experienced teams, like, you can just tell that they're ready for this. They're not nervous about these games. They feel calm. They know they're going to win. They have that, that, that feeling that you know they're going to win. And I don't think we've had that yet. Yeah, and getting shut out like that, I, I know it feels bad when it first happens, but that can also be a good thing because that can also put more grit and grind into you guys and have a chip on you guys' shoulder and to be extra motivated to come back the following year. But I want to talk about your game. What aspects within your game did you focus on the most for your development this this past offseason? Yeah, um, so I'm a lefty, kind of speedy hitter. That's who I am. Okay. I'm only about 5'4", so I'm not very tall, not very big. Um, I'm a lefty, too. <laughs> this past year, yeah. I have uh, more power, more range. It was nice to see that, you know, because I've never really depended on that. I knew what my job was supposed to be. I'm supposed to, you know, get on whatever way I can, and other people hit me. That's always been my job. It was more of, oh, no, there's people on base. You need to do that. This is your job now. So it's a little switch in dynamic, which I've never really had, because my entire life, I've always been the, you know, leadoff or one two nine hitter that has to, you know, things going for the team. Right. So it's definitely been different, and, and working, I just go really back to the fundamentals. A lot of people skip on that, want to do the right. That's the biggest thing. You have to really, that's what I do. Whenever I'm feeling a little off or anything, I always go, the stuff that I do that I know get me back to staying connected in my body, make sure that my swing path is right and everything like that. That's good that you brought that up because fundamentals, no matter what sport that you play, fundamentals is the key to success in your development. People always want to go to these camps and do all this, but at some point, you got to realize that you can do the same stuff that these camps are doing, no matter if it's softball, baseball, football, basketball. And I think people don't realize that. People think they have to go to, like, this famous guru trainer to get the development that they need when they can actually do it by themselves. Um, so I just yeah, think... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, go ahead. At our camps, we have camps that we have little girls. And the biggest thing that we see is when you get older is your shoulder. Your shoulder gets worn out and it starts hurting. Like, I have a partial tear in my shoulder right now that I still have to work through and do treatment on. Yeah. And so when we have these camps and we're talking to this girl, we literally go through our throwing progression that we do at practice. You know, I know you guys might not think this is important, but if you want your shoulder to last, you need to throw the right way. You need to do things to take care of your body. Um, you need to... Do your bands roll it out these things that when you're young and you're 16 and you're playing all these games it feels fine 
But then when you're amped up and you're practicing 20 hours a week with the team, it's going to wear down, you know, and people always worry about Thanks for sharing that because that's all facts, what you just said. Thank you so much for sharing that. How do you want to be remembered by, you know, when you graduate from Clemson? What do do you want your legacy to be like? I think the goal is to always impact others. And, like, I modeled myself after Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, and Okay. Well, that's why I wear 24. Oh, my God. I was going to ask you that, too. That's why you wear 24? I've, I've been a oh. kid. I went to the games. He was... He was oh, you went to viral. the games, too? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I loved Kobe Bryant. That's the main reason why I picked up a basketball was his work ethic, his mentality, and he's all about handling business. You don't get too hyped. You know what I'm saying? Before the game, he just he just go out there and kill, man. And, I, and that, that's what I loved. Really, but I'm glad you shared that because I was going to ask you that. I, really, I forgot about asking you that. You know, his mentality impacting the younger generation. I think that's the most important part that because when you get older, you know, your mentality changes. Of course, that's his life in general. And when I got older at Wittenberg, it was like, you know, how can I impact these young guys? Because I was going to be full of regrets if I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? And And that's the worst possible feeling is to have regrets knowing that you should have done it but you didn't do it and that's why i brought up kobe Bryant because he wanted to impact the next generation you see after he died you you saw the impact that he had on all the nba players you saw all the nba players crying you saw all the nba players model his game after him what do you want your legacy to be remembered by definitely a weird thing to talk about i feel like just a couple years ago i was looking up to these girls that were playing you know right it's weird, you know, after games, the girls are lining up for your autograph, pictures and stuff. And it's impactful to know that what you do is really making an impact on their lives. They're looking at you all the time. How you play right. after the game, that you eat, what do you do after you make a mistake? Like, these things are always what they're looking at. And I think it's really important that, I mean, I want to be left, I want to leave, you know, that I always give them all on a team that is D1, that is in a power five. I'm so grateful to have that opportunity because not everybody gets it. Feeling like, yeah, I'm here. Why is he not letting me play? I should be playing. Mm-hmm. What's happening? Like, you need to step back and realize you you have an awesome opportunity and take it in a negative way. Time's just going to go by. Time goes by so fast, especially when you get out of college. But when you get in college, it still, go, it still goes by fast. You, you could probably remember the day where you enrolled at Clemson in 2018. And now it's twenty. It just now it's twenty twenty three, and times go by so fast to where you can't even be negative. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think that's the most important thing is always keeping positive energy and positive vibes, especially at a school like that. Yeah, definitely like staying in the moment. You know, college lasts four or five years, depending on metrics and stuff like that. But it's just a small portion of your entire life, and you kind of take it for granted. Three more years, you know, I can do what I want right now. Like, really take it in. Like, this isn't a, a special part of your life that you're not going to have. Nobody, like, even in work and stuff like that, you're never going to be on a team that is working for the same goal as hard as you do in college athletics. Right, right. You do want the same things, but it's not the same thing. Because guess what? We're not getting paid by our school, like, stuff like that. We're not, we're not getting all these things. We're doing this because we love the sport. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I wish you nothing but the best. We have to stay in touch. And for everyone who is listening right now, please support the Clemson softball team this year. 
Uh, they're going to be doing great things, especially this young lady right here that I have on my show. Good luck on February 10th, and, you know, it's go time. It's almost go time. As soon as you get back on campus, man, it's go time. So I just wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.